0: because the coffee bean message is the go-to message because that says, you know what? It doesn't matter what your circumstances are. It doesn't matter what's going on in the environment around you. The world is a pot of warm water, but you get three choices how you're going to respond to the pot of warm water. You can be like the carrot that turns soft and sad and weak or or the egg, the egg turns hard and mad and mean. And you know what? You're going to have carrot days. You're going to have egg days. That's natural human emotions. You're going to be sad. You're going to be angry. Those things happen in life. But it's not okay to get stuck there, because getting stuck, being sad, and getting stuck, being angry, that's gonna hold you back in life. That's gonna hold everything else around you back in life, because your energy, you know, you talk about energy, you either infect the rooms you go into with your negative energy, or you affect every room with your positive energy. Infect versus affect. We wanna have positive effect everywhere we go.
1: Welcome to the On Your Space Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Johnson. I truly appreciate you pressing the play button, and I'm super excited to have Damon West on as my guest. Damon is a best-selling author, a college professor, a keynote speaker who travels all around the world talking to companies, uh, churches, schools, sports teams about the Coffee Bean message, believing in yourself overcoming your fears, navigating your moments and taking responsibility for your actions. His message is about owning the energy that you put out into the world. And we all have the ability to impact our environments in a positive way. just like a coffee bean impacts its environment under pressure in hot water, making coffee. Love that story. Super powerful stuff, and I hope that this podcast episode brings you tremendous value. Thank you so much for pressing the play button. Here's my conversation with Damon West. Hey, Damon, how are you?
0: Good, brother. How's it
1: going, man? Nice shirt. I'm doing well. I love it, man. Awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you so much for uh, joining me on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. So I just got done reading your book, the, the change agent.
0: Cool. What'd you think about it,
1: man? You like it? It was awesome. It was, it had me, cool. it had me the whole time through. I just, your, your story is amazing. Um, everything that you went through uh, it, it, just how you approach things, you know, I mean, listen, you got into a lot of trouble, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no you doubt. know, you know, good people, make bad choices all the time. Um, but the way that you adapted, uh, and took this and you call it an opportunity, right? It's a, it was a, a punishment, your debt, you took it as an opportunity to, to change your life around. You got into some trouble, uh, wrong place, wrong time, bad habits, bad choices, um, found out, you know, wound up in, in, in prison, right?
0: Absolutely. You know, and, and I never pull any punches about this, Jason. I, look, i I made a lot of poor choices in life, but I also paid some big prices in life too. Yeah, because you can't pay any bigger price than to pay for something with your life, with your liberty, with your freedom. So I did make some very poor choices in life, and I did create a lot of victims through my crimes. There are a lot of people that uh, I stole things through, stole things from, and and look, some of the things I stole from people they'll never get back. When these people that I broke into their homes. I stole their sense of security in the Dallas area. I don't know if, if a person ever gets their sense of security back. Yeah. Even though my, my crimes were, were burglaries, I broke into people's houses. No one was ever home. I never saw my victims. They never saw me. Um, no one got physically hurt. That didn't matter when it came to sentencing, man. The jury, they hated me. and I gave them every reason to hate me and because they looked at a guy across from them that had everything going for my life. Jason, I grew up in a great family. I came from a little town called Port Arthur down in Southeast Texas. And every opportunity and every advantage in life, um, I was a great athlete. You know how it is in Texas high school football. Man, I mean, I was a star quarterback. I got away with everything. And and uh, I went on to college to play ball at the University of North Texas. I was Division One starting quarterback by the time I was 20 years old. Got hurt against Texas A&M that year when I was 20. My career ended. Got into hardcore drugs at that point to deal with uh, the loss of my football career, which was a terrible idea on how to handle adversity. Uh, so I got into cocaine, ecstasy pills, graduated North Texas in 1999, moved off to Washington, D.C. I got a job working in the United States Congress. After that, I worked for a guy running for president. And in 2004, I moved back to Dallas, Texas to train to be a stockbroker for one of the biggest Wall Street banks in the world, UBS, United Bank of Switzerland. And it was at that job as a stockbroker in 2004 when I was introduced to methamphetamine for the first time. And you know, the introduction of method in my life, Jason, was like a game changer in a bad way. Meth is the most evil, yeah. most destructive, most addictive drug. And it grabbed right. me and never let me go. And, and, and I gave everything away for that drug. I tell people I gave it away, Jason, because I'm an addict. You know, today I'm in a program recovery. The guy you see in front of you with best selling books and all these other things going on in life, college professor, family man, businessman none of that was possible 14 years ago because I was an addict living in my addiction. And addicts in their addiction, You can't steal something from an addict in their addiction because addicts give it away. We give everything away when we're in our addiction. Back then, when I got hooked on math, my job, my home, my car, my savings account, my family, you can have all that. Give me the dope. And that's where I was in 2004, 2005. And after 18 months from the first hit of that pipe, I went from working on Wall Street to living on the streets of Dallas. And I'm homeless, breaking into people's houses, cars, and storage units, and committing property crimes. These crimes go on for three years. They call them the uptown burglaries. And on July 30th, 2008, a day I'll never forget, a Dallas SWAT team put an end to the uptown burglaries. The day that they arrested me, or or as I tell audiences everywhere I go, that wasn't just the day I was arrested, Jason. That was the day I was rescued. And I got pulled out of a situation I couldn't get myself out of. I mean, I owe that SWAT team my life. They rescued me that day. But I swear, I didn't feel like I was being rescued on July 30, 2008 when they zip tied me on the floor of that dirty little apartment once the dust cleared from the smoke grenade. Um, they took me to Dallas County Jail. They processed me in and, and it was rough. County Jail was a hard time, but it was just a small teaser of what life was gonna be like inside of a maximum security prison because 10 months after my arrest, the jury in Dallas had listened to a, seven, a six day trial, six days of, of overwhelming evidence of my guilt and at the end of that six-day trial, the jury went to deliberate for 10 minutes on my punishment. And I mean, man, I don't know how much law and order you watch, but when juries are gone for 10 minutes, that's a terrible sign for the guy sitting at the defense table. And I came back in the courtroom and the judge read the sentence out loud. It took my breath away. 65 years in the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. In 65, you know, this state, we live in Texas. That's a life sentence in the state of Texas. And my parents got one last visit with me before I went to prison. And my mom made me promise I wouldn't get into one of the white hate groups, one of the Aryan Brotherhood type games, that I I would come back as the man they raised. Come back as the man they raised, she said, or don't come back at all. So uh, I go into Dallas County Jail, and um, I'm waiting for the prison bus to come pick me up. And there's a guy I ran into in county jail, an older black man named Mr. Jackson, who shares with me one day the story of the coffee. He said, you have three choices how to handle this pot of warm water called prison. He said, you can be like the carrot that turns soft and sad and weak, or the egg that turns hard mad and mean, or you can be like the coffee bean that changes that pot of warm water into a pot of coffee. And so the coffee bean mantra was really what I took with me into that maximum security prison in Beaumont, Texas, called the Mark Stiles unit. And the last four words I ever heard from Mr. Jackson in county jail were "Be a coffee bean. And so these are the four words that bounce around my head every day of serving time, serving life, and a Texas maximum security prison, but I finally figured out how to become that coffee bean. And that's really what the, where the story goes and how the power of the, the coffee bean message has transformed this, this fable, this allegory of a coffee bean into a, a story of overcoming against the greatest odds possible. How does a guy go into a Texas maximum security prison being the, the biggest outsider? I mean, the odds against me are not only surviving, but coming out the way I did, Probably about a million to one, maybe even greater than that. But I did it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I got on God's back inside that prison. I became that coffee bean inside that prison and I changed to that prison. And that's why the Texas Department of Criminal Justice Parole Division on November 16th, 2015, they let me go. Now, I'm not I'm not a completely free man because I'm, you know, I'm on parole to the year 2073. So at the time of this recording, I've got 51 more years left on parole. But, um, but I'm hopeful because today I don't live, uh, under the, 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 the lash of addiction. I call it a lash because living in addiction is like living like a slave, but I don't live under the lash of addiction. And I don't live in the confines of the wall of a prison, not mentally or physically or spiritually today. I'm a free man and I've got a chance to go out there and find other coffee beans.
1: Yeah. Damon, you're, you're doing amazing things now. Um, I read your book, um, the change agent. Uh, very inspiring. It walks you. It walks the reader through your your, your story, um, your days in prison, how you faced adversity, um, and what I loved about your story the most, Damon, is, you know. So I'm a heart centered leader. I'm a servant leader. I've had you know, servant leadership has been my style my entire life. Um, I've been in a leadership position for the past 30 years since I was about 14, 15 years old in high school. Uh, and then on into uh, corporate America. And you know, so often in life, uh, people have reasons for not doing something or excuses or things that, that block them. And, and here you are in a situation that you, you really don't have a choice. You're in a maximum security prison. You're faced with adversity every minute. Um, and you have to, and you're choosing to, to do these things that allow you, to uh, influence others in a positive way, and so when I think about how inspiring that is, Damon, um, I think about the people that I, the teams I lead, work with, uh, and motivate all day long. Uh, you know, it's there's the the toxic work environment, right? You've got the the bullies at work, the or or people that focus on the metrics and the numbers and not people, because we're all human beings. We we uh, if we care about one another and we treat each other with dignity and humanity, then there's this thing called love that spreads. Whatever higher power you believe in, uh, it's infectious. And I think, you know, you, you, you go through the, the five coffee bean life lessons. Can you, can you talk about those five lessons?
0: Yeah, and I think it's important, though, to highlight what you were talking about there about this thing called love. You know, at the core, Jason, of being human, we all just want to belong and be loved. That's it. That's the core of being a human being. That's what we all want. Even the bullies, even the people that you see, the eggs, the hardcore hard-boiled eggs in life. It's somewhere along the way they gave up hope on trying to belong and be loved in a world that probably didn't love them back. And they made some poor choices in life that made that, that road even harder for them. But that's what everybody's really seeking in this world. I mean, the opposite of love is fear and fear is well, fear is a liar. I tell people all the time, fears aren't even real, Jason. They, they're in your head. Danger is real. Danger is a real, very real thing. You should respect danger. Yeah. But fears are in your head. It's how you perceive a situation. And once I got past, not got past, I still have to get past fear all the time. I mean, it's something sure. everybody lives with fear. But once I understand that fear is not real and it's something I have to work through, there's a problem to be solved, then I get to work on, and I, I get to live in the solution. And that's what I'm trying to do to this day is live in the solution. And I learned how to live in the solution, not the problem. When I was inside that maximum security prison, the first rule about being a coffee bean was just to smile everywhere I went. Your body language is powerful, man. You got to, you got this thing in your face, the smile that you can wear that changes the energy in every room you go into. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about, you know, whether it's a classroom, a corporate boardroom, the hallways at work, the church you go to, the community you're in or a prison. A maximum security prison, your smile has the ability to change everything around you because when you smile, people see you smile and they smile back, man, it's like a boomerang. It comes right back at you. And the lady from parole, when she interviewed me, she's like, you changed this prison around you. And yeah, I did it with a smile, that's it. And that, that was a secret weapon. So smiling is the first rule of being a coffee bean. The second rule of being a coffee bean is working out on yourself every day in three areas, spiritually, mentally, and physically. And I tell people all the time, People ask me, "Well, what's your spiritual workout?" And I give it to them because my spiritual workout is, man, I get up every morning and I say the same prayer. You talked about a higher power. That's the way I refer to it too. Look, I'm a Christian, but not everybody is a Christian, and yeah. not, not everybody has to be a Christian. By the way, everybody has free will, free choice to choose who their higher power is or what their higher power is more likely. And um, I get up on the, get on my knees every morning and I and I pray to God. I say, "Hey, God, put in front of me what you need me." to do today for you. And let me recognize that when I see it, because I don't wanna miss that. That's the thing I'm looking for every day. That's it, that's the one thing. Because if I am alert for that to happen, then I found how I could be useful that day. And and I'm just trying to be useful every single day. That keeps me sober. Um, You know, a mental workout is every book you read, it's every video you watch, it's every website you go to, it's your social media feeds, it's who you're following, what are you posting. What do they post on social media? It's the TV that you watch inside your homes. I mean, I tell people all the time are you watching something that calls itself news, but it's people screaming at each other, telling you to fear everybody around you. Man, that's not news. That's negative entertainment, Jason. Turn that stuff off, man. It's yeah. it's poisoning you, it poisons your family. I don't care if it comes from the left or the right. Turn that stuff off. That trash is negative entertainment. But in America, right now, we are addicted to negative entertainment. Negative entertainment sells, negative entertainment. But it holds us back because it causes us to hate or resent other people. And hate corrodes the container it is contained in. And so much hate comes into our lives from our phones and from our television. We've got, we've got to unplug and turn this stuff off. And physically working out is one of the most important things because you gotta take care of your body. You get one body in this life. And your body's so important because your body carries your soul. You have nothing else to carry your soul around this earth. And if you lose your body, you lose your soul too. The third rule about being a coffee bean is a secret to life. And you talked about this. You touched on this, this servant leadership. Servant leadership is helping other people reach their goals of life, helping to raise other people up to a different station of life. Because when we're helping other people, that's when we're at our best. That's when we grow the most. And everybody that you encounter in life is struggling with something. So many people are coming in need. Servant leadership is just meeting the needs of the people you meet. You know, what are you prepared to do today to meet the needs of another human being? That's servant leadership. The fourth rule about being a coffee bean is understanding what you do and do not control. There's, there's four things you control. It took me going to prison to figure this out, being stripped of everything, especially that ego and that pride. And um, I learned there's only four things that, that I have any control over. and That's what I think, what I say, what I feel. And, and most important, everybody's gonna see what I do, my actions that people see. And if it's not what I think, what I say, what I feel, what I do, then I have zero control over what's going on around me. In fact, the world goes on around me. I have no control over it. But the world between my ears, I have 100 percent control of if I decide, if I choose to stay in control of those four things. But here's the warning. When we allow another person, another place, a group, a political party to control one of those four things or, or any number of those four things in our mind, then we become a prisoner in our own minds. And the prison in your mind, Jason, it's the hardest prison to walk out of. Way more difficult than a physical prison to walk out of. I meet, I meet more people in the free world that are locked up by their thoughts and by their things. They by steel bars and barbed wire and concrete. In fact, more people are imprisoned by their thoughts and their things than anybody than anywhere else in the world. So you've got to free yourself from being a prisoner in your own mind. It's a self-inflicted prison. And the last rule about being a coffee bean, man, it's that your, your past does not define you. And your past doesn't matter. Your past, I mean, look at my past, man. My past is what helped make this story so great. Your past is your lesson. You learn from it. You teach other people with it. There's a reason. There's a reason why your windshield is bigger than your rearview mirror. You need a lot more space to look forward than you do to look backwards in life. You can't drive your car looking out the rearview mirror the whole time. You'd hit everything on the road in front of you in sight. The same thing happens in life when you're living in the past. You're looking back in that rearview mirror of life. You miss what's happening in the present and your future, your future becomes a wreck. So your past is your lesson. The present today is a gift and the, the future is your motivation. That's what I tell people all the time, these five lessons of being a coffee.
1: Yeah, I, I love that, Damon, uh, the, with your past. And it doesn't matter if you had mistakes in your past, that doesn't define you. And your wins in the past don't define you either. Right, every day you have to show up and and and, and apply those three things mentally, mentally, physically, and spiritually, and just keep at it. Uh, and it's so you talked about fear. Fear comes from our experiences of a past moment, right? Something happened to us, so we carry that with us, and then we apply it in our present moment, and then that prevents us from doing something. So, I, I love your story. I love your message. Uh, preventing, you know. Being really being present, being servant, uh, servant leader, uh, giving of yourself, it's a it's that energy that you talk about. I mentioned it earlier, uh, love and, and the smile, right? Giving that creates this energy and we have the ability to influence something and be influenced. The, the beautiful thing is, is that we can put our filters on on what comes our way, uh, you know, keep out that negative energy, keep with our thoughts and move forward with, with, with the positive energy, love, happiness, smiles, and create this, this environment to go forward. Uh, so Damon, you're traveling all over the country. Uh, I, I watch, I've, we're connected on, on LinkedIn uh, and I see your post. I mean, one minute you're in Washington, the next minute you're in Tennessee, the next minute you're, I mean, just all over, Georgia, just everywhere. What, what's your call to action? What's your mission?
0: I'm trying to find more coffee beans. I'm trying to find as many coffee beans as possible. And the more I tell this story, the more coffee beans that are found. And and here's my theory, is that if we go out there and we create more coffee beans, if people take this coffee bean message and say, you know what, I'm going to run with that the same way Damon ran with it inside of a maximum security prison, because you can't deny what you can see, Jason. You know, you could pick a lot of different people to tell the, the story of the coffee beans. But what better person to tell it than a person that had to live it in the hardest, the harshest, most difficult environment possible? I mean, there's not many more difficult outside of physical war than living in a maximum security level five penitentiary. So but the the mission is to find more coffee beans. And and I go around telling the coffee bean stories to corporations, to schools, to church groups, to, to athletic teams. I've been to almost every major college program in the country. Um, but they all bring in this, this coffee bean message because the coffee bean message is the go-to message because that says, you know what? It doesn't matter what your circumstances are. It doesn't matter what's going on in the environment around you. The world is a pot of warm water, but you get three choices how you're going to respond to that pot of warm water. You can be like the carrot that turns soft and sad and weak or, or the egg, the egg turns hard and mad and mean. And you know what? You're going to have carrot days. You're going to have egg days. That's natural. Too many emotions. You're going to be sad. You're going to be angry. Those things happen in life. But it's not okay to get stuck there because getting stuck, being sad, and getting stuck, being angry, that's going to hold you back in life. That's going to hold everything else around you back in life because your energy, you know, you talk about energy, you either infect the rooms you go into with your negative energy or you affect every room with your positive energy. Infect versus affect. We want to have positive effect everywhere we go. So, The third choice of being that coffee bean is to have that positive effect on the world around you. That no matter what's going on around you, you walk around with a smile on your face, especially, especially in the days that you don't feel like. Smile. Put a smile on your face. Your smile is powerful, Jason. I can't I can't stress this enough. Your smile releases chemicals in your brain. These endorphins, these serotonins, they flood your body when you smile. And you can do that in the privacy of your own home or the privacy of your own prison cell. I used to sit in my prison cell and just smile and, and flood my body with these endorphins. To make myself feel better in, in a dungeon. And it worked. And it worked. And, I, and I'm living proof of that. My call to action to everybody that I go speak to is, is the same four four words that are on your shirt right now be a coffee bean. I mean, be a coffee bean. That's it. It's the last four words of my book that change Agent. Be a coffee bean.
1: Yeah. You said something in your book. Um, and I don't know if it was uh, Mr. Winston or Tommy or Mr. Jackson, uh, but it, you said, uh, do your time and not let your time do you. Now, obviously, you were referencing that to your time in prison, but isn't that so true for life and everybody that just goes about their day? Make, Absolutely. Make your day impactful. Don't let your day impact you.
0: Absolutely, man. So do your time. Don't let your time do you. You know, Make your days count. Don't count the yeah. days. Make those days count. You know, It doesn't matter where you are. You decide what you fill your day up with. And that's what those guys told me in prison, man. Do your time. Don't want your time. Do you? I see people. I still go into prisons all the time, and I can walk by the cells, and I can see the way people live inside that prison. And I know whether or not that person is doing their time or the time is doing them. You know, when you go in, you see these guys' cells, and they have, you know, clothes over the windows so that the cell is dark at all times during the day. That tells me that you're not getting out of your cell during the day. That you're staying in there. You're 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 trying to sleep away your time. Man, you can't sleep away your time. And you can't do that in life out here. You've got to get up and get going every day. The good news is is you you get perspective. You know what a bad day looks like. And if we will apply that perspective to every phase of our life, like for example, in my life, I've got this tremendous perspective, right? I know what a bad day looks like because if my feet don't hit the cold concrete floor of the prison cell, I'm having a good day. My worst day out here is better than my best day in there. But we all have that that type of perspective when something happened in life. Like, you know, for example, maybe in somebody's life, you remember a time when a pet died or someone close to you died, or you lost a job, you lost something in life that you lost and you felt the pain was so severe. And you know what, the pain that you're feeling today may not be as severe as that. That may be that fear playing around in your head. But fear does that to you. Fear will make you see things that aren't there, make you believe things that aren't real, make you hear things that aren't even there. Fear makes you look at your neighbor, different race, gender, ethnicity, religion, sexual orientation. Fear makes you see people like that as a threat. They're different yeah. than you. Fears need to be avoided at all costs. And they're not even real. They're in your head.
1: Yeah, perspective, uh, power of the mind, your thoughts, tremendously important. People have to understand that they are in control of their thoughts. Like you said, uh, the, the four things you can control, right? What you what you say, what you do, what you feel, and what you think. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Now, Damon, I know that uh, you know. I want to be respectful of your time. Just, I would like to ask you uh, what what does the phrase "own your space" mean to you?
0: Now, own your space. What it means to me is keep your side of the street clean. Like I I tell people all the time, one of the most important jobs in society is a sanitation worker, someone you would call a garbage man, Jason. Now imagine if all the garbage men in Texas tomorrow decided they were going to go on strike the entire state decides we're not taking out the garbage anymore. There's nobody taking out the trash anymore. It wouldn't take long before society in Texas, all of Texas, breaks down. Because no one wants to live in a world where trash litters all the streets everywhere. Or you can't even see the houses because the garbage is piled so high in front of people's homes because there's no more trash collection going on in society. Society breaks down. If trash collectors, if, if, if custodians stop doing their job, society completely breaks down. And I argue that you will break down too if you don't take out the trash in your own life. You are your own sanitation worker. No one is going to take the trash out for you. You have to put in the work. That spiritual, that emotional, that mental baggage as you accumulate through life, you've got to clean that stuff out because otherwise you're going to live in filth. And the only person's side of the street that you can keep clean is your side of the street. Don't worry about what someone else does with their side of the street. Own your space. It also means That other people's opinions of you are none of your business. It doesn't matter what people think about you, man. That's their opinion, their business. Don't let it become your business. Don't make their opinions of you matter in your life. Work your space, own your space, keep your side of the street clean and go to sleep with a clean conscience every night and wake up ready to attack each day without bringing the garbage from yesterday in with you.
1: I love that, man. I love it. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to go out there and be a coffee bean. I'm going to find other coffee beans. We're going to find our environments. We're going to make some, some hot water or take some hot water and make some coffee.
0: That's it. And remember the coffee bean can't even do its job till the water. gets the hottest man. That coffee bean doesn't even work in cold water, man. It it works in cold water, but it takes a long time to make cold brew coffee. But if you (laughs) want to make some serious coffee, turn the water up. And that's when we find out what what, what we're really made of, you know, you know, Only when it's dark enough, you can see the stars. One of my favorite quotes from a guy named Charles A. Beard. When it's dark enough, you can see the stars. When we're at our darkest moments, when things don't look like they can get any worse, and and we look like the chips are down and all hope looks lost, that's when you get to shine your brightest, because it's the darkest time you're ever in. Every moment, every movement gets to be something that you shine in. So don't give up. Don't give up hope. There's always hope in your situation, no matter how hopeless it may appear or hopeless it may seem. But I would always stress to you, find that spiritual component in your life. For me, it took a spiritual awakening when I was inside of a maximum security prison to become the man that I am today. And don't discount the spiritual side of it. I'm not saying you have to go join anybody's religion, but don't discount the spiritual side. It's a big universe out there.
1: I love that. Only when it's dark enough, you can see the stars. That's powerful stuff, brother. And listen, your story is amazing, going through your life struggles to being sentenced to 65 years and released after seven traveling all around the country, spreading your message of love, servant leadership, and positive energy. I've read both of your books, the coffee bean, which you co-authored with John Gordon, and then your autobiography, the change agent, love both of them, man. What's next for you, Damon?
0: I got a new book coming out on May 10th. My book, the locker room comes out the locker room. I mean, it's a great book. You know, I looked at America and I realized that America doesn't have a locker room because a locker room is a place where we can go and talk. We can have difficult conversations. It's a place where your success is my success. And that, you know, that everyone has a voice inside of a locker room and and a mistake doesn't make you a mistake in a locker room of a team that wins games. So I wrote this book with my friend named Stephen Mackey, another Texas guy. Uh, The Locker Room will come out May 10th. It's a great book. It's a coaching fable. Takes about an hour to read. Available on Amazon right now.
1: That's awesome, man. I can't wait to check it out. So again, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate your time. I appreciate the energy that you put out in the world. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, brother. brother. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in to this episode. And I hope that I brought you Value. I know that I really enjoyed my conversation with Damon. He has so much to offer. And so I just wanted to highlight the Coffee Bean Life lessons uh, that he talked about. He mentioned that uh, every day you need to work out in three areas, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Uh, He also mentioned that there's four things that you can control. What you think, what you say, what you feel, and what you do that's it you can't control anything else nothing else he also um, talked about how your past does not define you uh, your wins or your losses your past is your lesson uh, your present that's today is it's a gift in your future is your motivation he also mentions that uh, It all starts with a smile. Your energy, your body language uh, will attract the other positive energy in the room. That's part of being a coffee bean. And that the uh, secret to life is servant leadership. Serving others and being humble. Just super powerful stuff. And so I'll put all this in the show notes. Uh, and a few links so that you connect with Damon on social and his website, damonwest.org. And again, thank you so much for being here. Be blessed, my friend. Own your space. Be a coffee bean.